join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash comics for fun and profit. Why you ask? Well, because we are on episode 700 and something, and we've been cranking these out for a decade for you. So, hey, support us. Give us, throw us a shekel or two. Toss a buck our way. Toss three bucks our way. Um, toss five or ten. You know, your choice. You can um, support us at any level, and that level gets you in our Slack channel. You get to be a part of our daily conversations that extend beyond our weekly podcast. You get entered into contests. We've given away multiple 9.8 slabbed comics over the years. Um, we enjoy uh, providing early access to our various episodes. We have exclusive access to shows that never see the light of day elsewhere. Video shows, review shows, exclusive episodes just for our patrons. Access to Drew's Comic Pop Project. Really a, more of a curse and a burden for patrons, but um, you get to see uh, my fledgling attempts at making comics, uh, panel pages, process stuff, even signed and remarked original prints if you if you want you know i can hook you up with that sort of thing so there's tons of reasons to join patreon if you want if you like what we're doing and you want to help us out server costs ain't cheap kyle and i've been doing this like i said for 10 years we love it but we could always use um a little motivation a little something a little wet our whistle a little something to to give us a taste join our patreon patreon.com slash comics fun profit Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing Peabody Award winner and American Film Institute Award winner Rodney Barnes. Now, Rodney is here to talk about his um, latest comic book um, from Marvel, The Mandalorian. First issue comes out on July 13th and issue two comes out on July 17th. Rodney, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing really, really well. No, Rodney, I'm just going to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for, for coming on the show. Just thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Very welcome. So, um, you know, listeners, I'm just, you know, Rodney has an amazing history in show business. And I'm just going to just cut, I'm just going to give a real quick rundown, um, you know, you know, um, he's a screenwriter, producer, you know, um, he's, you know, done Marvel's Runaways, Wu-Tan, um, Wu the um, American Saga, just to name a couple. He is also the executive producer, writer, and actor, because I know you did a little sports um, reporting yes. thing on, Ho on HBO's Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. And also, too, I know you started, correct me if I'm wrong, you start to write comics in 2017 mm -hmm. um you haven't in the last five years you haven't done an extensive work you know like two volumes of quincredible is that correct mm -hmm. of course you know the well the you know the very popular Philadelphia and the um blackula graphic novel from zombie love studios is that correct Yes, it is. Okay. And also, too, you are also a podcaster for the official Winning Time podcast. Yep. Is that correct? I did. I hosted that podcast. Yes. And then I'm going to ask 
did I miss anything or do you want to add anything? No, no, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, so um, what you covered gives them an idea of what I've done. Yes, because I'm going to say if I covered everything. Yeah, we'd be, be like the whole hour. time would be gone. Yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, before I big, we get into the questions, I want to give a big shout out to Carlos um, Gutierrez. I hope I'm pronouncing his um, last name correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. um, Carlos is Rodney assistance. Carlos, thank you very much for setting up this interview. Um, you know, and thank you for your assistance. You know, Carlos, thank you very much. Rodney, I'm going to ask, do you want to add anything to that? No, no. Love Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. Now, also to listeners, I want to let you know that I did get some of my information about Rodney from, you know, Rodney, I got some of the information from your Wikipedia page and the YouTube podcast, Black Comics Lord. That, um, that interview was done on February 17th, um, 2022. And listeners, if you get a chance, please check out that incredible interview. I listened to it. It was very good. Rodney, there was one question. Paul Crane, one of the Black Comics Lords co-hosts, um, I want to ask a follow-up question, and I'm joking on this part. He kind of asked, do you sleep? Because, oh, my no, God, you have a lot of I stuff. Just, I don't sleep. <laughs> I, I work a lot. I wish I slept more. My doctor wants me to sleep more, actually. Oh I, I need God. more sleep. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Now, where can listeners follow you on social media? Uh, at the Rodney Barnes on Twitter and on um, Instagram or RodneyBarnes.com or ZombieLoveStudios.com, the websites. Okay. Now, um, I know you grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, and on June 24th of 2022 this year, you received a key to the city. And now I during did. this during this special event, they showed a short video of, you know, covering your early days in Annapolis. Mm-hmm. How did it feel getting this honor? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, anytime, um, anytime you're honored by your hometown and yes. uh, the mayor and everyone, they went through so much and they were so gracious and, and all of that for, for me, um, seeing my old friends from high school and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very, very moving. Um, you know, it, Anytime you come from a small town and your roots are still there, it's always great to have some connection that will last long past me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I I saw that posting on Twitter, that was really nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Okay, now listeners, we're just going to jump right in. Um, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian now. And Rodney, I'm not being sarcastic. May I just ask if you can tell listeners? who may not have seen the Disney Plus show, what is the story about? Uh, the Mandalorian gets tasked to, um, to, to basically go about, uh, it, it's hard to describe without giving it away if you haven't seen it, but um, basically Baby Yoda, he's supposed to go get Baby Yoda originally to take care of him, uh, and then ends up taking care of him. Um, yes. I guess that's the easiest way to describe it. Mm -hmm. But there are other folks who are trying to get in the way and also trying to accomplish the same goal. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to ask, how big of a Star Wars fan are you? Because I know you've written the Lando miniseries and so forth. Yeah, and IG-88. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I'm really appreciative of the opportunities that Lucasfilm has given me to play in their sandbox. Uh, it's an incredible universe. The fans are incredible, and it's always great. Whenever I get an opportunity to work there, it's fantastic. 
That is great. Now, um, well, you know, I'm going to ask when the movie first, the original movies, the original Star Wars movie that came out in 1977, like, you know, did you see it more than once in the theater? I did. I saw it at the Circle Theater in Naples, Maryland. Um, back then, there were long lines. Oh it was God. only like at one theater at a time yes. and one showing at a time. So you had to wait in line every time to see it again. Um, it was huge. Uh, it was huge. And, you know, I watched it on a loop and it seemed like it was there forever. Uh, yes. It was there for like months and months and uh, was always sold out or near capacity. And um, as a kid, I just ate it up. Oh, yeah. Now, while growing up, you know, like, did you like read like Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I did. Alan Dean Foster. I think oh, it's yeah. here on my desk somewhere. Um, oh, my. oh, my God. You still have your original copy? Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere within reach, but yeah, I have it somewhere. Wow, that is that is great. Because I got rid of mine a long time ago. Oh my! Yeah, I have the hardback and the paperback. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, how did you get this? Now to now the adaptation of the Mandalorian. How did you get this awesome gig? Uh, we had been talking about me doing something with the Mandalorian for a long time, and. Mm -hmm. um, it was always an issue, I think, because, you know, the shows are ongoing and yep. you don't want to pitch something that they're about to do on the TV shows. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, they're very um, they, they are very tight with the canon, you know, to make sure that things are exactly as they should be. Yes. So it probably took like a year and a half, two years to actually get the assignment because at first it was going to be an original and then. Uh, the safest way to go about it was to do an adaptation. So uh, then I got the adaptation. And then the, uh, the process, the difficult process was to take an hour of television and crunch it into 30 pages of comic. Yes. Um, and still keep the pacing relatively tight and mm -hmm. to, um, you know, to make it flow like it did on television. Yes. And then how did you hook up with... Um your artist, now I'm going to try to pronounce his name, George um, Ginty? Yeah, George's Ginty. Um, George's was, they they chose George. The same thing mm -hmm. with uh, Paolo Villanelli, who worked with me on um, Lando. Mm -hmm. They choose the artists, um, mm -hmm. and we're just sort of teamed together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, um, I, you know, this is just, um, I'm just asking this, you know, did you, and George's, did you guys get full access to everything, like ships, the design of the ships, full scripts? Um, I did. I got access to the scripts. I'm sure he got access to anything he needed from Lucasfilms as to what ships and the specifics to design them and draw them and do all of that stuff. But yeah, I had access to the scripts. Okay. All right. Now, I'm now I'm slowly wrapping things. I'm going to start wrapping things up a little bit because I want to touch on a couple other things. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm joking on this part in your contract. Did you ask Marvel and Lucasfilms to make you an actual Mandalorian suit so you can put it on and get really get into character? I, I would never ask them. I'm a big guy. So I don't know if they, um, you know, I would never put them through all of that. But <laughs> if I could, and it was on, it was part of the contract. I definitely would have. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Rodney, I'm going to move on because I want to talk to you a little bit about Koshak, the mm -hmm. Night Stalker. Mm -hmm. I know you contributed a story to the 50th anniversary of um, 
So I'm going to ask, how did, um, what did you love about that show? Because I, I'm an original fan too. I yeah, I, it was, um, it was one of those things. I've been really, really fortunate over the course of my life that things would come to my attention that I, you know, I'm already a fan, but it was like the perfect storm of, it was late night TV. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a movie of the week. Yes. It was uh, originally vampires. I think it was Night Stalker or Night Strangler, whichever mm -hmm. one came first, Jack the Ripper. And then I think it was uh, the vampire mm -hmm. and Richard Matheson, who I loved yes. uh, and still love to this day. Um, it was everything. Darren McGavin was the perfect um, protagonist in regards to he had a sense of humor, but he still seemed committed and passionate to the task at hand. Um, you know, the way that it was shot, everything about it was perfect for eight year old me mm -hmm. to fall in love with it. I think that those two movie of the weeks and then Salem's Lot, the miniseries oh, were goodness. like perfect child fodder for me to, um, to sort of eat up. So mm -hmm. perfect stuff. Oh, Rodney, I hear you because I remember when I first saw the two um, Night Stalker movies and then Salem's Lot, mm -hmm. especially with Salem's Lot where the kid is scratching on the window, come out. Oh, God, yeah. that freaked me out. <laughs> Johnny Glick, yes. <laughs> Loading. All right. Now I'm going to continue on. I'm going to talk to you just briefly about your, you're also a you know, host of your own podcast, Winning Time, the, um, the official um podcast for the um to the hbo um show um like how who came up with the idea to do the official podcast um hyper object industries uh one of the producers on our show um they also do a companion podcast with um pineapple street studios and um and uh, Pineapple Street Studios, HBO, and Hyperobject. Mm -hmm. They do the uh, behind the scenes podcast and they asked me if I would be interested in hosting. And I had never hosted before, I've been on plenty. Mm -hmm. But I was like, why not? You know, I knew everybody, so it was sort of a layup because I work with the same people every day and it's like having a conversation with, um, you know, people that you know. So that part was relatively simple, but it's work. It's mm -hmm. real work. You know, after about, um, two or three in i'm like this is a job but uh it was really fun i really appreciate it i hope i get to do it again in season two okay all right now like rodney i'm gonna start wrapping this up because i know you yeah. are a very busy man season oh. two of winning time we're writing it as we speak so yes i jumped away from that <laughs> no but thank you thank you very you're much. welcome you're very welcome now two more uh, actually three more questions so mm -hmm. i know you're a big comic book fan you love comics Favorite convention moment, whether as a fan or as a creator? Um, I think when I was in New York and I was doing um, the stuff for The Falcon, my first comic book ever, mm -hmm. and it was so weird to be sitting with a bunch of other creators on a, uh, be, after having been on the other side and just being a fan, mm -hmm. it was weird to be um, sitting there with other writers and artists uh, talking about our books that were coming out, um, it was uh, that would be the best experience because it was the oddest experience. Okay, now have you and your family been to Hawaii? Have uh, when I worked on the show, my wife and kids, we were in Honolulu for two months. Oh my god! Um, did two months there, and I've been to the Kealani 
uh, I went to on my own. I used to vacation there. And there was another place in Maui. I forgot the name of it. I used to go to a few times a year. Uh, but love Hawaii. Beautiful place, that Hawaii. Oh, that is so cool. Last question. Any closing words to our listeners? Uh, just that I appreciate all the support. Um, I hope you guys dig The Mandalorian. Um, put a lot of work into it. George's art is fantastic. Um, you know, I love the Star Wars universe. And again, I hope to always play in it. And any of the other stuff that's coming up, I hope you guys check it out. And uh, I appreciate all the love. Now, Rodney, I wish you continued success, you know, in comics and in the entertainment industry. Mahalo. Thank you very much for your time. I mean, literally, thank you very much. No, thank you, Jason. You know, I and, appreciate you know, and Carlos, I want to give you a big shout out. Thank you very much for setting up this interview. If you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic re book reader, please check out The Mandalorian. It comes out, the first issue comes out this July. Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit. Drew, thank you very much for putting this episode together. And I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. And their mail order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We, are the, we were the very first, <laughs> their very first customer, um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic. Customer service-wise, discounts, they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Over and above, uh, customer service-wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile, so responsive, getting instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things and to the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested to, that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it. That's kind of cool. Really quality experience. So we, we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount, and that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm -hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to, if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm -hmm. variants, amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. <laughs>